Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Take your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter number 10, the book of Luke chapter number 10. And I do want to welcome you to Rosedale Baptist, those that have driven in, come in, uh, and those that are tuning in, thank you so much for being a part uh, I was imagining as we were filling this auditorium up, up with God's praises, and of course, uh, Psalm says that he inhabits the praises of his people. Hebrews uh, backs that up. It's Christ among us singing praise, leading praise uh, to the Father. I was thinking about how uh, the church now has our praises where uh, usually it's focused in one place. Uh, now it's scattered through Harford County and scattered Perry Hall, White Marsh, down Parkville, and uh, all around the city as people are uh, praising from their couch, from their uh, kitchen table. The only problem is I can't fuss at you if you're not praising. And so uh, if you're there and someone's not singing, fuss at them for me. Uh, but it's great to have everyone out that's here. And of course, Luke chapter 10, we're going to be in Luke chapter 10 for three weeks, three weeks. Uh, we started it last week, and the first uh, uh, episode, uh, and before I get into that, um, if you're tuning in, and we have uh, seen some seniors vulnerable that uh, haven't come back yet, we want you to be a part of the Lord's Supper uh, on this Sunday morning and the pickup times uh, 9 to 10, 3.30 to 4.30 Thursday uh, to pick it up. That way when you're at home, uh, we're commemorating, celebrating here, uh, you can participate there. Uh, and then Saturday morning from 9 to 10, and so uh, please keep that in mind if you will. Uh, uh, in the first story of Luke chapter 10, uh, we're told we're to be ambassadors for Christ. Uh, the second story that we're in today says that we're to be... <clears throat> neighbors like Christ. And then the third story, uh, we're to be worshipers of Christ. Uh, ambassadors for Christ, the harvest is uh, uh, plenteous, the laborers are a few, he sent out 70, they came back. Uh, today, neighbors like Christ, when uh, you remember the story about that, that lawyer of the law said, well, who is my neighbor? And, uh, and then he tells the story of the Good Samaritan. And basically, uh, it's an example for us that also points towards Christ. Uh, but we're to be spending tonight, next week, uh, worshipers of Christ. But tonight, uh, we're to be neighbors uh, like Christ. And so let's look at verse number 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, What's written in the law? How readest thou? And he answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly answered, uh, thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And who is uh, my neighbor? Put down point number one, if you will. Notice first the justification of the lawyer. The justification uh, of the lawyer. Not that God justified him or that. Christ justified him, but that uh, he was trying to justify his lack of works, his lack of love, his uh, lack of involvement. Uh, he was trying to justify himself. Look at 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him. His motives were wrong. Uh, he wasn't necessarily asking him, inquiring of him. He was tempting the Lord, trying to trick the Lord, like so many of the Pharisees who were trying to find fault with the Lord, hey, he's a part of that group. And so uh, he, his motives are wrong, verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up 
tempted him, saying, saying, not asking. And so the motives are wrong. The mood is wrong. He's, he's not asking, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He's saying, uh, not so much wanting an answer to his question, wanting to inquire on uh, how to live uh, better or right, uh, as much as simply trying to engage to justify uh, himself. And uh, he's tempting, saying, not asking, saying, Master, uh, his motives are wrong, his mood is wrong, and his master is wrong. Uh, he has yet to bow, he has yet to submit. Uh, and, and so here, uh, this certain man, this lawyer of the law, comes, look at 26, and he said unto him, uh, what is written in the law? Boy, you're so smart and uh, so studied and so uh, knowledgeable. Uh, what is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, this do, thou shalt live. But he willing to justify himself, but he willing to find a loophole in the law, but he wanting to get out of uh, any spiritual responsibility, uh, he willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And so point number one, uh, the justification uh, of the lawyer, the lawyer asked, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And uh, the Lord said, well, uh, you're a lawyer of the law, what's it say? And he says, well, it says, uh, love God and love your neighbor. Uh, and, and Christ said, thou hast rightly said, go and do. But then uh, he's trying to justify, but who is? Who is my neighbor? And, and understand uh, what he quotes. Uh, he quotes the great Shema, Deuteronomy 6, 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord, and thou shalt, uh, and then he quotes that part. Uh, it's something that the Orthodox Jews, the, uh, the traditionalist uh, Jews, would quote uh, every single week, the great Shema. Uh, and so he knew it. Uh, the problem was he wasn't living it. Uh, he knew it. He just wasn't uh, acting on it. He just wasn't responding to it. Uh, in fact, uh, he'd quote it. He'd quote it. Uh, but then he was trying to, to get out of it. The whole exchange. The whole exchange. It wasn't about getting a question answered. It wasn't about uh, 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 trying to uh, inquire on how to draw closer. It was all about uh, trying to justify not being involved. Didn't ask to gain information. He said to give personal justification, justifying why he didn't do, why he didn't serve, why, why he didn't minister, uh, why he didn't live uh, a certain way. Came tempting, uh, not asking, but saying, uh, willing to justify himself. And who is my neighbor? And who is my neighbor? Put down number two, if you will. We saw first the justification of the lawyer uh, and that exchange there. Uh, but then number two, and this is the meat of the message, the illustration of the Lord. Now, that setup uh, is a man that's not really interested in uh, getting involved in doing and following through. Not, not really interested. Uh, uh, thou sayest thou that there is one God. Thou doest well. Thou doest well. The devils also uh, believe and tremble. Uh, and, and so they profess that they know God, but in works, they deny him. And so that's him. Uh, he's professing. He quoted it spot on, uh, their great Shema. Uh, but, but then trying to find that loophole, uh, all about rules, all about rules. And, and, of course, with rules, there's always loopholes to those rules. And so, number two, the illustration of the Lord, 30. And, and Jesus answering said, a certain man, a, a certain lawyer asking. And now Jesus saying, a certain man 
an unnamed man, a nameless man, an anonymous man, uh, could be any man. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, a a dangerous journey, a 15-mile journey, a a hazardous uh, trip. Uh, It was known as the Bloody Way. And that 15 miles was a a mountain on one side, a cliff on the other side, uh, and there was corners. There was corners, cul-de-sacs, places to hide, thieves, robbers all along the way notorious for called now uh, the bloody uh, way. Uh, 30, and Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, that that bloody way, that hard path, that 15-mile path went down, uh, fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment uh, and wounded him and departed, uh, leaving him half dead. And so notice, beaten, bloodied, battered, bruised, wounded, left, half dead, And by chance there came down a certain priest. Wow, finally, uh, a respite from his wounds. Finally, uh, there's going to be some comfort uh, from those cuts that he uh, had inflicted on him. Uh, A certain priest, uh, a religious ruler of the day, a priest that had power, that that were the authority of that day, uh, by chance, it wasn't on purpose, it wasn't uh, intentional, he didn't uh, go out and try to be a blessing too, uh, just kind of by chance came down that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. No help at all. Didn't break stride. Didn't disrupt the schedule he was trying to keep. Uh, he just kept on walking. Uh, look at the next one, 32. And, and likewise, uh, a Levite. Uh, and so, uh, by chance, a certain priest just kept on walking. Uh, and likewise, uh, a Levite. Uh, this wouldn't be a religious ruler as much as a religious worker. A religious worker, uh, someone ministering uh, in the temple, And likewise, the Levite, when he was at that place, came and looked on him, kind of a curiosity, kind of an item to discuss, but then he also passed by on the other side. Uh, Just like that religious ruler who didn't get involved, too complicated, too complicated, too time-consuming, disrupting my schedule, disrupting my finances, disrupting uh, what I'm doing for the day. Uh, That certain Levite, and of course we know that uh, for the temple, they served in the temple, uh, if you touch a dead body, you're defiled for seven days. Well, he looked dead. He's bleeding. He's wounded. Uh, should I touch him? That would disrupt what I'm doing, disrupt my schedule. Hey, I don't want to have to go out of my way and disrupt the schedule that I'm trying to keep. And so uh, he passed by. He passed by, 33, but a certain Samaritan. I, I like how intentional the story is. Uh, it was a certain lawyer that came and asked him. Uh, and then the victim was a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And then a, a, a certain priest who by chance came by kept on going. And now a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Uh, what I love about this is uh, that Orthodox Jew, that, that lawyer of the law, Uh, would have looked down on the Samaritans. Uh, There would have been a racial tension, a racial uh, bias, a racial uh, animosity, uh, half Jew, half Gentile, they're not like us, they're different uh, than us. In fact, uh, the Orthodox Jew would go miles out of his way not to have to pass through Samaria. Uh, John 4, uh, the woman at Sychar's well, the Samaritan woman at Sychar's well said, the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Uh, they looked down on them. They, they thought they were better than them. They uh, had no dealings with them. In fact, I love our first trip to Israel um, when 
uh, we were trying to get down, it was a, a, a night where we had some free time, trying to get down to downtown Jerusalem, and Sarah Potter uh, decided to ask directions for an, uh, a, a, a Hasidic uh, Orthodox, uh, uber-Orthodox uh, rabbi, uh, and, and this guy wasn't even acknowledging that she was trying to get his attention. I mean, just looking straight ahead. Uh, and Sarah, if you know, Sarah was doing everything she could, jumping jacks in front of, waving, waving, trying to, hey, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you, but, but, but it's still even today... Uh, Sarah is a Gentile, and Sarah is a Sarah, uh, and, and Sarah, uh, and he would not be deterred uh, because that's just what that Orthodox, it's what that that letter of the law, it's what they did uh, then, uh, and, and so uh, they'd go out uh, miles out of their way not to interact with the Samaritans, but that priest, that Levite, passed by, uh, and this one that he would look down on, the hero of the story, is someone that he was prejudiced against. Hero of the story. Hero of the story. Uh, by the way, I've often wondered, uh, in the same way that uh, the prodigal son, those, those Pharisees were written to the story as the older brother, uh, I kind of wonder uh, which one, uh, the uh, lawyer of the law, that, that certain lawyer, uh, I wonder which one he would be. Would he be the certain priest, the certain Levite, or would he be that certain man that's wounded and left half dead? Uh, either way, it was one that would shock him uh, one that uh, he wouldn't select, uh, one that he would look down on, uh, was the hero uh, of the story. Look at 34. And he went to him, that certain Samaritan, that, that uh, journey came where he was, when he saw him, had compassion on him, and went to him. Uh, not passing by on the other side. Uh, not not uh, uh, keeping his, his schedule. Uh, he went to him and bound up his wound. You talk about getting personally involved. A complicated situation. So many churches in this area do their own thing and never reach into Baltimore to get involved. Well, I'm glad we're the kind of church that we don't mind rolling up our sleeves. We don't mind. But that's what we're called to do. And so he bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, giving of his goods, and set him on his own beast, personally sacrificing, personally doing it out, and brought him to an end and to take care of him, uh, his schedule incredibly interrupted. And on the morrow, when he was departed, he took out two pence, two pence, and gave the host, said unto him, take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, uh, blank check, uh, a running tab, uh, no limits, uh, whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay. And so, uh, for this lawyer of the law, he would have looked up to that certain priest. He would have looked up to that, that squeaky clean uh, Levite, that worker uh, in the temple. Uh, but they passed by. They passed by. Uh, and the one he would have looked down on stopped, engaged, got involved, helped out, financially gave and gave and gave. 36. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves. And I like this. This is almost a rhetorical question. Hey, who do you think is the neighbor? <laughs> uh, who do you think is uh, living the Shemal? Uh, who do you think is not just quoting it, but actually uh, living it? Uh, and there's so much racial animosity by this lawyer of the law, he can't even say the S word, Samaritan. Can't even say it. Uh, look at the response in verse 37. Uh, and he said, he that showed mercy on him, 
He that showed mercy. Boy, I don't want to have to say the name. I don't even want to have to, to acknowledge that. That one that I looked down on, the Samaritans, boy, wouldn't even say uh, the name. So bigoted, so racially prejudiced, so wrong. And so the three parts, the justification of the lawyer, and then the illustration of the Lord, he's hitting him where he lives. He's hitting him in the heart. But don't miss the fact that this isn't just shining the light on a man's lack of love. Uh, it's shedding light on Messiah's marvelous mercy. This isn't just an illustration from the Lord, my opinion. It's also an illustration about the Lord. It's not just a good example of something to do. It's a God example of someone we should emulate. And so, in my opinion, he is, Christ is the Good Samaritan. Look at verse number 30. And Jesus answering said, a certain man went down. That's us, the fall of man. Adam fell, Eve fell. A certain man went from Jerusalem, a place of blessing, to Jericho, a place of cursing, the curse of the law, and fell, the fall, and fell among thieves, among thieves. It's interesting to me that for us, of course, this is us. We fell among thieves. The thief cometh not but for to kill, to steal, to destroy. That's the devil. As a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. Boy, that's the devil. That's describing us. Now, what's interesting to me, it also describes the Lord because he became sin for us. He was crucified between thieves, one on his left hand and one on his right hand. He fell. He willingly he willingly gave up his life, willingly fell, taking our place because we're that certain man that fell among uh, thieves. Uh, and, and then uh, uh, he fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment. It starts pointing to Christ, pointing to Christ. Uh, as they gambled for his garments, they, 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 his robe, they, they parted uh, his possessions. And so this certain man, yes, points to us because we are sinners. We have fallen. But it also alludes to Christ what he's going to do for us. Look at it. He fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded. Say that word. And wounded. Okay. Uh, more than just me and one other person. Everyone. Uh, say that word. And wounded him. They wounded him. And departed leaving him half dead. Wounded. Wounded. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace upon him and with his stripes were healed. He was wounded because sin wounds us. Sin leaves scars on us. He became sin for us to pay for, to heal, to bind up, to, to bless. Uh, he wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Half dead, that's us still. Uh, uh, alive physically, dead spiritually. Uh, alive uh, physically, dead spiritually. Uh, you see, this isn't just a story saying, Hey, hey, do this. Hey, be more like this. Uh, this is a love story uh, that describes the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ for us. Boy, it's a story that, that reminds me so much of a wonderful Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are that certain man that fell. We are that certain man, fell among thieves, beaten, wounded, bloodied, left half dead. 31, and by chance there came down religion. Uh, I was religious but lost for some 18 years. 
Uh, religious but lost, baptized as a baby. Religious but lost, confirmed. Religious but lost, went to church. A, a, a certain priest. Religion doesn't save. Religion doesn't help. Uh, there, by chance came a certain priest that way when he saw him pass by the other side. And likewise, the Levite works. It's not by works of righteousness which we have done. Works, that worker uh, in the temple. Uh, it's by grace that we're saved uh, through faith. Uh, it's not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. And, and, and look at it. But a certain Samaritan. Jesus, that good Samaritan. By the way, I, I love the fact that what Jesus was known for was being known for being a friend of publicans and sinners. He was known for that. He was known for that. Well, if he knew who and what manner of woman that was, he wouldn't let her touch him. Uh, he's hanging out with with cheats, tax collectors. Uh, he's a friend of publicans and sinners. Uh, and isn't that what the Good Samaritan had to do? He had to go down where he was. And I'm glad the Lord Jesus Christ, in fact, uh, he was even accused by the Pharisees of, sayest we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil? Half Jew, half Gentile, half Jew, half God. A hundred percent Jew, hundred man, hundred percent God. Uh, and, and so he is, he is that Good Samaritan but he pictures that. Uh, God's painting him in here, 33. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. Aren't you glad when we couldn't work our way up to where he is? He came all the way down to where we are. That horrible pit, that miry clay, lifting us out, setting our feet upon a rock, putting praise in our mouth. Well, I sure am glad that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us dwelt among us. That's why we're supposed to follow him, feeding the flock of God, which is among you, among you. Uh, and so he dwelt among us. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. 33, uh, he came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Wait, how many times do you read that in the Gospels? When Jesus saw them, uh, they were a sheep not having a shepherd. He had compassion on them. Uh, when they were hungry, when he saw them, he had compassion on them and healed and fed and blessed time and time uh, again. 34, uh, and he went to him and bound up his wounds. He's the great physician. Uh, he's the one that heals. He's the one that blesses. Uh, he was wounded, bruised, chastened, stripes for our transgressions, our iniquities, uh, our peace. Uh, and that's what heals us. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil. Remember we talked about that, Ephesians chapter 1, how we're sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. Oil always a, tip, a type of the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, and so he picks us up. He lifts us out. He pours in, pours in, not on, pours in oil, uh, the Holy Spirit of God. And he pours in oil and wine. Of course, uh, this is uh, uh, my... Uh, body broken for you. This is my blood that was shed for you, the, the blood of the new covenant. Uh, and, and so the Holy Spirit of God, the blood covering, the Holy Spirit of God, uh, the blood covering, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Uh, he went to him, bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and, and set him on his own beast. Uh, and set him on his own beast. Uh, no effort on the man's part. It wasn't the man saying, Boy, if I could just grab the tail of that beast and just pull myself up and grab hold and maybe I can drag myself, work hard enough. Uh, no, there was no labor at all that he did. Uh, he set him. He picked him up. He set him uh, on his own beast. In fact, the good Samaritan left where he was 
uh, on high to reach down to where he was to bring him up to where he's eventually going to be. Well, it's the same thing Jesus does for us. Ephesians 2, 6, he hath raised us up together uh, and made us sit together uh, in heavenly places in Christ. 34, and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil, wine, set him on his beast, and brought him to an end to take care of him. Brought him to an end to take care of him. When a person gets saved, uh, God leading them to a church. Uh, leading them to a church to take care of them. Well, I hope we never forget a church is not a museum uh, where we display uh, all of the perfect trophies. Uh, a church is a hospital uh, where the hurting and the wounded and, and the limping and, and the ones that uh, have illness, boy, they come to be helped. And if we ever start thinking that, boy, we're something, we're, we're something special and and, boy, let's, we're showpieces all around. No, we should never, never run from being a hospital. Uh, 35, and on the morrow when he departed Christ's ascension, he took out two pence, paid in full. Uh, he who was rich, yet for our sake became poor, that ye through his poverty might be uh, rich. Boy, it's an illustration about, uh, about, uh, of the Lord. Uh, and then he says, when I come again, when I come again, uh, he leaves him in the care of the end uh, after picking him up, pulling him out, pouring in oil, pouring the blood, cleansing, cleansing. Uh, takes him to an end, the end to take care of him. Uh, and he says, when I come uh, again, uh, again, it's not just an illustration from the Lord. In my opinion, uh, it's an illustration about the Lord. Not just a good example, uh, it's God, the example uh, and we should be following him. God forbid that when God brings someone that's hurt and wounded and limping to this end, that we don't take care of that person that God has saved, that God has forgiven, that God has blessed. Well, they're a little newer, and they don't have all of the, all of the things figured out yet. Yeah, that's why uh, we're here, uh, so that we can bless and lift and encourage and we are that in uh, and don't let it ever be said of us that uh, uh, when Jesus went to that end there was no room in the end you say well is Jesus coming when we've done it to one of the least of these when we've done it to one of the least of these we include them in we include them in we never turn them away and number three and we're done number one uh, we have the justification of the lawyer and then uh, the illustration of the Lord, but then lastly, the application for our life. The application for our life. Now, uh, we've already been written in. We're that certain man that's been wounded, fell among thieves, and, and Jesus is the one that's reached down, reached down, pulled up, healed, blessed, forgiven, poured in oil, taken us to an end uh, to be cared for. Uh, but the application for our life is, look at 36. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among thieves? And he said, he that showed mercy on him, he that showed mercy. Then Jesus said unto him, go and do thou likewise. Do, do action. Go and do thou likewise. It doesn't say go and sit thou likewise. Go and soak uh, thou likewise. Go and do action items. Boy, we should, be, we should continue to be a church. Rosedale Reach, uh, that's feeding, that's blessing, that's encouraging, that's uplifting, that's strengthening. And what a great time to be the church. 
What a great opportunity. So many needs to, to, to encourage and love and to bless. As the Father has sent me, he said, even so send I you. His name was Sadhu Sundar Singh, a missionary to India. Uh, he was called the Apostle of the Bloody Feet because he never wore shoes, which uh, I would have fixed that right away. But anyway, uh, uh, he never wore shoes, and he frequently, uh, when he was traveling, ministered to the Himalayas, the different villages, the different people in, uh, in that uh, violent weather type of an area. Uh, when he and his companion guide were traveling on a frozen, rock-hard road, uh, they came across a man that appeared to be frozen to death. Uh, they detected a flicker of a heartbeat, and uh, uh, Sadhu Sundar decided to stay behind. The tour guide went ahead uh, because it was getting darker, it was getting more hazardous, uh, and Sadhu Sundar decided, well, I'm going to do all I can to try to be a blessing to him. And so uh, he lifted him up and carried that man, uh, his body heat warming him, his body heat warming him, uh, and in turn, that man's body heat warming him. And on their way back to a safe haven for shelter to, to get out of the elements for warmth and survival, uh, on their way back, they passed that guide that went ahead, that went alone, that didn't have a reciprocal body heat, uh, the reciprocity of warming, 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 warming. Uh, and they came across that guide that had died, hypothermia had frozen to death. Sadhu Sundar, in saving another, actually was also saving himself. Sundar, in saving another, in saving another, uh, whoso loseth his life for my sake and the gospel shall find it, shall find it. Boy, life isn't about hoarding and getting and being served. True life, abundant life, uh, is about giving and sacrificing and being a blessing to the people that are wounded and had fallen among thieves. Uh, and yes, we worship the great Samaritan, uh, but we need to live like the good Samaritan. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.